We're back. Double cover. Double cover. Double cover. Mama, we made it. The network picked us up. Well, we're like established. We, we need the signs that says like clap, cheer, laugh. J-Mac here. D-Mac to the right. Welcome to Double Coverage. Mama, What's up, everybody? It. Welcome to another episode of Double Coverage with the McCordy Twins. I'm your host, J-Mac. On the side of me is D-Mac. Welcome to another episode. You guys know you can find us right here on Nesson each and every week as you have found us this entire season, even in the middle of a pandemic. If you miss us on Nesson, you can find us on YouTube or iTunes. All you have to do is search double coverage with the McCordy twins. Make sure you're keeping up with us on social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at McCordy twins, all the content, kids, wives, families, football, all of that you can find there. And the last stop is McCordyTwins.com. Check out our website, be able to pick you up some cool t-shirts that you always see me and Dev rocking and just be able to keep up with all the off the field things that Devin and myself have going on. D-Mac, how you doing? Welcome to the show. I know you got a lot more free time on your hands right now. Yes, I do. And I think the saddest thing is as 2020 comes to an end, 2020 season comes to an end, the only thing we really wanted to come to an end was this pandemic, but we are still in it. Um, and we are virtual today um, because of it. So uh, let's jump into season 2020 on review. Uh, get a big a win against the Jets. I won't call it a big win. The season's still over. Uh, I'm not going to lie about that, but it was a good win to end the season, uh, doing it the right way. And uh, I know it was fun taking the field one last time uh, with the group of guys in the locker room. Yeah, for sure. And I think as you saw across the NFL, it's tough as those as the season comes to an end because you saw in Philadelphia, Zach Ertz, uh, Kelsey, Wentz, all hanging out on the field after the game. You saw Joseph Tooney sitting right by the Patriots logo on midfield after our game. The reality is for those guys, for a lot of guys, for myself, when you go into free agency, there's a lot of unknown. And for guys, you've played your entire career in one place. And the reality is you may never take that field again. Uh, so definitely tough. I know fans hate to see their favorite players leave. Players hate it too. No one likes to move and relocate, but it's all part of the business. Yeah, definitely. And I, I would say uh, some very real moments. I watched some of Zach Ertz's interview, um, and a, a great guy, and obviously you saw how emotional he was. So, um, But I think, like you said, it's the business. We wish everybody uh, a lot of luck um, when you talk about free agency. Uh, wish them good luck and, and figuring out where they want to be and, and where uh, a team wants them to be uh, is a tough task, but uh, it's a good problem to have, I like to say, uh, when you're a free agent and people want to offer you money. Uh, I won't make that sound bad. I just can't do it, J-Mac. No doubt. And staying right in Philly, a lot of emotion for Zach Ertz. A lot of emotion around the game <laughs> in Philadelphia. They pulled Jalen Hurts in the fourth quarter when it's still a close game and a chance to win. And it was an obvious move to try to lose the game. They lose the game. They pick six overall. If they would have won the game. They would have picked ninth. Are you upset? And then give us from the Giants perspective, are you pissed at Philadelphia or are you more mad at yourselves for not doing more? Uh, if I'm on Philly and I saw a report that said a lot of players were angry, uh, I'm the big like who reports this kind of stuff, like who knows that players are angry. Um, but you could see it. They say a lot of players are angry, didn't fully understand 
why Hurst was being pulled when he was pulled down three points, uh, had a chance to actually tie the game and went for it on fourth down. Uh, they could have been in a tie ball game when he was pulled. Um, so not a great movement when you talk about culture. We've been talking about that the last couple of weeks. Philly has a winning culture. They have a fan base who only wants to see them win and win championships. So, um, and from a New York Giants point of view, all you got to do is ask the guy from Rutgers. The only guy from the Giants that had a great perspective is the guy from Rutgers. Was he mad about it? He said it didn't matter. The Giants can't rely on someone else to get in the playoffs. They put themselves in the position of only having six wins and having to rely on it. He said, at the end of the day, I can't be mad at anybody other than being mad that we only had six wins. If we wanted to win this division, we should have won more than six games. Much respect. Well, I can be. Well, I can be mad because I was watching the game and I want to see teams going out there to compete to win. I spent the season in Cleveland where we were not competing to win from a management standpoint. So I know the feeling and it is not a fun one. I want to see teams try to win games. And as you saw in the college football playoff, Justin Fields went out there and tried to win the game. And my question to you is if you have the number one overall pick that Jacksonville has, which quarterback are you drafting first? Trevor Lawrence. You have to take Trevor Lawrence. The hype that's been built up, they call him a generational player. Um, once in a lifetime, even though when you turn on that game, you see Justin Fields and you go, well, if Trevor Lawrence is once in a lifetime, what is Justin Fields? Because he looked damn good out there throwing the ball around in some tight windows, some deep balls right on the money. Um, but Trevor Lawrence is a guy who's been proven winner. Uh, you're trying to get your organization back. You have the first pick. You have over $100 million in cap space. Uh, that new head coach probably is going to want Trevor Lawrence. Um, but I think the good thing for the rest of the draft is if you need a quarterback, I want that Watching Justin Fields has to make you think, maybe I'm getting the best quarterback of the draft. You saw last year, Justin Herbert doesn't go one. And you can't argue right now, he looks like the best quarterback of that draft. So um, no knock on Joe Burrow or Tua. But when you watch Justin Herbert, he looks like a complete quarterback for the future. And um, I think in both these guys, you have that. Um, but I'm really excited to see both these guys' future in the NFL. Yeah, one thing I didn't enjoy in the game, an uh, obvious call of targeting um, right there for Clemson. They lose their linebacker in the game on a tough hit on uh, Justin Fields, and it was a targeting call. I'm not upset with the call. Dangerous play. As you watch it in slow motion and you see kind of his neck go and all of that, you, you hate to see it. I think but what's tough is when guys are tossed out of games right in the middle in the college yep. football playoff game, it's tough to see your best players because this game happens so fast. I don't think players go out there and deliberately drop their head and they're trying to target or spear somebody, but it happens within the game. Guys aren't tossed for horse collars, and I know this play is a lot more dangerous, but at the same time, you watch uh, the tackle on Dak Prescott, and he's uh, pulled down from behind, and his season is lost. You're not tossed for that play, and it's just tough to see the best players tossed uh, from games from a mistake and a penalty in the middle of a game. But I think that falls right into what we saw this year. 2020 highest scoring season in NFL history. We want to see scoring. We want defenses to slow down. We want them not to play as fast and the injury. And it's for player safety. I get all of that. But it's ultimately about points. It drives fans. It drives the audience. So they want to see that in NFL. And college obviously has that trickle-down effect. So they're going to continue to make it harder for defenses to be good. And we saw that this year. Highest scoring season in NFL history. 
Yeah, for sure. And like you say, in college, they score 100 to 105 each and every week. Uh, I want to jump into all our group chat comments and, and segment of the show because we got a lot of really good topics. And we want to start off with, I thought this was very interesting in our group chat. We were talking about the way ESPN and I think other media outlets worded some of these firings in the NFL. Anthony Lynn was reported as being fired by the Chargers where Doug Marone and Adam Gase parted ways. Um, and you saw the same thing uh, a couple years ago when David Caldwell uh, was fired um, in Detroit and Matty P was fired. Matty P, they chose to go opposite ways, parted ways, uh, while Coach Caldwell was fired. Um, I think this is very interesting because I think we have in today's culture where people do search for all the little things and they want to you know, put a spotlight in. Sometimes there's something there, sometimes it's not. But I would be very interested to, for someone to explain what is the difference? Is this true parting of ways? Were you guys not fired? Did they decide to leave and the team decided to leave? And were these other guys just fired or they just happen to be African-American coaches? So I really would love to hear other people's thoughts and really people specifically around the league on why this terminology is used. And is there really a difference? What do you think on yeah, that, J-Matt? Without a doubt. I mean, like you just said, not only was Anthony Lynn fired, his description only said coach where the other two said head coach. And you try to look at these things and say, hey, am I just am I being too picky? Am I just looking for things? Is there something really there? Like you said. But when you see those terms parted ways, firing and literally Anthony Lynn, Gase and Marone all happened on the same day, basically. And it's just like you see these reports back to back and it was all over social media. So for me, like you just said, I would love to see somebody who's been in the media for a long time, who's responsible for these things that show up, uh, these graphics that show up on the, on the screen or on social media and say, hey, this is why we write it this way. This is why we write it that way. Maybe there is a reason, but I highly doubt that there is a good reason for it. I think it is exactly what we're seeing that the African-American coaches, they're using the forever reason, choosing to use the word fired. So Hopefully somebody from ESPN watches our show and they'll give us a response, but highly doubtful. And speaking of vacancies, J-Matt, where would you want to go? Right now we got some GM jobs open, some head coaching jobs open. What would be the number one place you would want to go? We got the Jaguars, the Jets, the Chargers, the Lions, the Falcons, uh, Houston. Where would you want to be right now? I'm heading to Jacksonville. There's no state tax, so I'm going to buy a nice big house on the water and be living good. Wife's happy. Kids get to swim. They're happy. And to add to it, I'm going to take the number one pick with me and a ton of money and cap space to be able to build this team exactly how I want. Houston is very attractive because of Deshaun Watson. We just asked you one team. We asked you one team. Don't take mine. I'm going, I'm going to Houston. I'm going to Houston with Deshaun Watson. He's the best Bad quarterback choice. of the group. I get it. Herbert is going to be a stud. And that number one pick you have, we don't know what he's going to be. But we know Deshaun Watson is one of the best. I'm going to Houston. Houston, you would have a problem because D-Mac would be your head coach. Your second pick should have been the Chargers because of Herbert, because of Keenan Allen, because of Bosa. Those guys you can build around, and they have some cap space as well. But you don't know anything. Deshaun Watson's a really good player, but they just haven't built around him. So hey, we, we won't see. We, we won't spend much time on this next topic, but I do want to say good luck to Chase Young because he called out Tom Brady, and that usually does not end well. So for the Washington football team, 
Good time, good job getting to the playoffs, but it will get ugly this weekend. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that right now. Bruce Arians said it best. Be careful what you wish for. But in other news, two of the teams that I've played for other than New England, we're not going to the playoffs, but the Browns are going to the playoffs for the first time in 18 years. And the Tennessee Titans have won their division for the first time since 2008. So what does that tell you about your host, J-Mac? Teams get better once I leave them. Because I know that's what Dev's next comment was. I wasn't going to say that, but now you're going to have a lot of people watching the show really hoping and praying that New England does not sign you back after you said something like that. So you put that on you, not me, buddy. Not me at all. Hey, it is what it is. Whatever it's going to be, it's going to be. I do want to jump into this next thing because I thought this was interesting. Steph Curry, one of the best players in the NBA, was receiving a lot of criticism. I wasn't sure even what the criticism was. I was just seeing like the headline stuff. But no matter what, he followed it up with 92 points in two games. And in that second game, I want to say he only played three quarters. He put up 30. I know that. He put, but he put up a career high in that first game of 62 points. And yes, he was facing a lot of criticism, a lot of comparisons, I think, to like the LeBron James, whose team was worse. When LeBron was in Cleveland, he was leading him to the finals. His roster wasn't as good. And Golden State hasn't looked too good this year and people the expectation is for Curry to take that team and lead them the same way a great like LeBron has and Steph Curry came out with a comment and was just like hey in these last few years I think he's beaten LeBron three times in the finals and it's just like hey he's considered the best player in the world so if I'm overrated I mean what does that make this guy I'm, he's the best player in the world and I'm beating him in the finals so uh doesn't any of that none of that matters the guy went out there on the court and he proved it as he's done his entire career he has nothing left to prove to the people but staying staying in go ahead ahead. and staying in the nba like you were about to say kevin durant (laughs) kyrie irvin kyrie says he had to get used to because it's so great to play with a guy like he can pass the ball and that sucker over there is gonna make the shot but the buzzer sounded, and Kyrie took his turn throwing up a brick, and then KD took his turn throwing up a brick. Somewhere LeBron was sipping some wine, laughing, watching Sports Center, seeing those two bricks hit, and they lost that game. The Nets are under 500, while the Knicks, I think, are 4-4 four four or a game over 500. Watch out for the New York Knicks. No, for one, watch out for the Boston Celtics. But I do think it's funny because that quote from Kyrie will come up all year if those guys don't hit those game-winning shots. But they probably will hit enough game-winning shots that we will forget about this because they are two great players. But I am happy Kyrie does have to eat those words because I don't think he meant that, but you cannot say what he said about LeBron. Well, not even about LeBron, when you have LeBron. Let's get straight into the Dan O'Brien keeping it awesome moment of the week. Deb, what you got? I got 49-28. to Ohio State stomps Clemson 49-28 and this was following Dabo Sweeney deciding to, in his coach's poll to rank Ohio State number 11 strictly because he said they did not play enough games to make it into his top 10 uh, which was about a couple weeks ago and it was all fun and games disrespect and then they end up on your schedule to play in the playoff playoff four-game playoff, 14 playoff, sorry, in college football. You get this team, and everyone tried to act like it wasn't a big deal. They didn't see it. They're going to be more motivated because they lost last year, and they should be more motivated to win a championship. Yeah, whatever. When someone tells you you're the 11th best team in the country, when you know you're top three, you're going to get pretty pissed off. And the best part of it all 
was after this, Justin Fields took the high road, but in the locker room, those players didn't. They asked a key question that I think Dabo Sweeney will need to answer at some point. If we're ranked number 11, does that make Clemson 12? I'm just saying. Great question by those guys, man. Uh, awesome game watching them, but uh, I was happy Ohio State stomped them out like that. I was not a fan of that comment uh, or ranking them at 11. No question. Now, speaking of questions, let's get into some of the uh, Twitter questions. Dev, what's the first one you got on the docket? Right here from Riley at Riley389. Which of J-Mac's former teams will make it further in the playoffs? Cleveland or Tennessee, J-Mac, who you got? Oh, I think this is a battle of the running games. I mean, you talk about Kareem Hunt, Chubb. Derek Henry just ran for 2,000 yards, and I'm going with the Tennessee Titans, my home for eight years. J-Mac, a Titan at heart. As my kids are beating down the door to come in, I'm going to ask these questions fast. Uh, Joel, Joel from 7387, what aspect of the season due to COVID was most affected? Practice, meetings, etc. What do you got, J-Mac? the games not having fans that was to me was the most effective part of the season it just took away that energy and the love that you have of the fans coming there either rooting for you or booing you i miss the fans the most this season yeah and i would say second would definitely be the meetings having to meet in bigger spaces not our regular meeting rooms uh was a lot tougher and to go along with some virtual meetings not ideal at all yes question number three uh comes from at m m lip 30 130 what do you guys think of Cam, Le Cam Newton as a leader? Oh, I thought Cam Newton was an awesome leader all year. Came in with himself, uh, encouraged guys, motivated guys. Um, I thought that was really one of the strong points uh, that he brought to the team. And I know the season didn't go the way we wanted, but I think a lot of the, some of the success we had this year was due to his leadership and what he brought to the locker room, um, I think really helped us in this 2020 season. And the only thing I'll add is his work ethic. When you work as hard as he does, you're leading by example. And when he had a lot of guys uh, that were able to follow in that work ethic that he brought each and every day. Next question comes from Stephanie uh, Smars319. Do you guys ever show up to places wearing the same thing without planning it? What else do you still hope to accomplish playing football? Two-parter. Two-parter. Yep. Great question. It's happened two times since we've been on the team just showing up for a game. The last time was this past Sunday. We both showed up to the game and we were wearing the same exact sneakers. Didn't discuss it, didn't talk about it at all, but it just happened. And that's happened a few times since we've been playing on the same team. Great minds think alike. And what are you planning on doing by still playing football winning? Uh, we both still enjoy being out there. So uh, by playing this year, we wanted to win and win more games. And um, I think another part that we, we thoroughly enjoyed about this year uh, was mentoring. Uh, having that mentorship with different guys in the locker room uh, is very humbling to know how guys look at you and to be able to help guys become better pros just as guys did for us. Uh, for me and J-Mac is a great feeling. Without a doubt. When you still love to compete, there's a place for you to be in the locker room and a place for you uh, to be in the league. So nothing is more important than getting a chance to go out there with your guys, compete, and be able to play some football. And like Dev said, ultimately, you're chasing a championship every single year uh, you go out there. Uh, one of the things when you're not in the playoffs, you become the expert. So uh, right now, we will have pick your pick. Go with your pick and stick with it, J-Mac. Uh, first game we got uh, of this playoff weekend, wildcard weekend, Colts or Bills, who you going with? 
I'm going with the Bills. The first game they're able to have fans, and Josh Allen in that offense is rolling. You saw it in their last two games. I agree with J-Mac. Playing in Buffalo right now will be suicide. Sorry, Colts. Uh, Rams or Seahawks? I'm going with the Seahawks. Uh, Rams are struggling right now. Uh, Jared Goff is up in the air whether he's going to play or not. Russell Wilson will get it done. Biggest, best players step up on the biggest stages. Uh, again, we will agree. I, I'm going with Dange Russ and that defense that's playing great football right now in Seattle. The Bucks or the Washington football team? Let's make this big quick. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Uh, let's go. Here we go. I think this will be one of the better games of the weekend. Ravens at the Titans. Who do you have? Hen 2K. I'm going with the Titans as they continue to put up points with Derrick Henry running the rock. I think this would be a good game, but I'm going Baltimore, who lost earlier, I, I believe, in Tennessee. Heated exchange between the coaches. Baltimore gets the last laugh. Here we go. Bears or Saints? Oh, Saints. Yeah, Saints. Bears barely got in. I'm going Saints. Browns, Steelers. Brownies. Get it done. It's been a long wait. I actually do think the Browns win this. I think playing good football as you enter the playoffs is key, and Pitt is not doing that. You guys can catch us each and every week right here on Nesson. If you miss it there, go to YouTube or you can go to iTunes, search Double Coverage with the McCourty Twins and make sure you check us out on social media. Mama, we made it! Mama, we made it!